This is the EPLOG audio experience. नमस्कार मैं हूं भावना सुमाया आपका हमारे शुभ काव्य में स्वागत है हमने आपको वादा किया है कि हम हर हफ्ते आपको एक नए पोएट से मिलवा देंगे और हर बार एक नई आवाज एक नई लैंग्वेज सुनाएंगे हमारे आज के मेहमान है अमिताभ नाग थोड़ा नाम प्रोनाउंस करने का तरीका थोड़ा सा अलग है मगर यही तो इस शो की खासियत है कि हर बार हमको कुछ नया सीखने को मिलता है अमिताभ आई एम वेरी हैप्पी टू बी चैटिंग विथ यू बिकॉज आई नो वेरी लिटिल अबाउट यू एंड योर पोएट्री सो हाउ वुड यू लाइक टू इंट्रोड्यूस योर सेल्फ भावना जी थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर इन्वाइटिंग मी टू काविया एंड आई एम ऑनर्ड एंड डिलाइटेड इट बिकम्स अ बिट डिफिकल्ट बट I I have been writing for the last twenty uh, twenty two years or so. Means I'm publishing my writings, mm, and I write. Uh, uh, I started off as a film critic, and I do write film mag- uh, criticisms and articles on films. I've been editing a film magazine from two thousand one called Silhouette, and I, uh, in parallel, I also write like fiction and poetry. Yeah, so I I I had. Uh, this uh, eternal dilemma of two dif- very different sorts of writing uh, skills which are required like when you are writing poems and when you are writing a review of, of films people also expect that these will be two different people so and i also write all of these like fiction poems uh, uh, critical writing uh, in both the languages bengali and english so that also creates uh, some sort of uh, i think discomfort when people read because they try to categorize you in one language and one genre of writing but i think i enjoy because this give me different avenues of expressing my thoughts which i have hmm. so after doing a lot of uh, essay writing critique writing uh, interview writing editing magazines for cinema you uh, moved or you expanded yourself to poetry and to fiction Uh, how different is writing short stories from writing poetry is actually uh, short stories i definitely started writing quite uh, late but mm-hmm. uh, poems i was writing like uh, most of the young men and uh, girls who were like in that adolescent period this they start writing so i i also started writing like that but uh, more serious way i started writing probably last two decades or so i think uh, in a story you have to build a plot for me it comes as an idea or a, or an image and i try to develop it either as a poem or as a short story so the triggering point is more or less the same because it can be inputs around you it can be through inputs which you read uh, in the newspapers in others writings uh, in articles so on and so forth or for me a lot comes from films but uh, it's actually the way you try to develop i think that is where it uh, is different and also i think the form which you choose and it it may be different across uh, uh, across stories it can be different across uh, languages it can be different across genres of writing and poetry how is that the structuring of poetry how is that different see i i am a very lazy person and that is the reason i choose poetry because it, it can be written very easily uh, in terms of the time which you have so if you have very less time but you still want to jot something you can just have a have a very short one which is 
probably three lines, four lines, but it, it can still satisfy your uh, need for expressing what you wanted to express within that short span. So in that way, it is a bit different, I guess. But in stories, you have to have certain other factors keeping in mind. You can't be so so abrupt at, at times. But I think largely for me, because I write short verses, I don't write like the long longer ones. Um, it, it is always uh, an avenue for me when I when I find a little bit of time and I am moved by something. It can be when I'm driving to my workplace and I see something, I, I am dying to write one line and try to expand it at a later point in time. So what are you going to recite for us today? I can start by reciting a poem from my book, which was published, I think, a month or so back in the ebook format called Forever Mira. That is the name of the book. And I can recite a poem prayer from that. Yes. When another day of depression starts, my Choto Kaka chants Hare Rama, Hare Krishna. The same line over and over again till there is a trance. And I droop tired and desolate like a flower at the feet of a tree. Which tree I fall from, I don't know. But even as I prostrate, there is a sweet fragrance. Is it of me or the flowers that cover me when I fall? I don't remember now. Does the flower remember as well when she falls or bites the dust in waiting for him? What made you write this? What were you going through? What were you thinking before you wrote uh, Mira? This collection of poems, Forever Mira, was uh, mostly about submitting to someone, to an individual, or submitting to the Almighty. Uh, not necessarily in the form of an idol in a temple, but to a superior power. Okay. Uh, I think most of the poems, uh, uh, most of the poets whose writings I am, uh, I get influenced by, but not necessarily I try to imitate them, have this element of uh, uh, communication. I think most poets uh, try to communicate or try to address the lack of communication which they suffer from be it Eliot or Robert Frost or even our own Rabindranath Tagore. Mm, so, so that element of non-communication and this urge to submit to someone uh, is what more or less covers the poems which are there in Forever Mira. And even in this poem, uh, this uh, poem called Prayer, there is an image which comes in my mind uh, about the flowers which are falling at the feet of a tree. So that image was the one which triggered me to write this poem. And somehow, because we probably give flowers in, in our pujas and everything, so that connotation was probably at the back of my mind. Okay, interesting. What is the second poem you're going to recite? This is a portrait of a dead man. And uh, the, it, it's a bit abstract about... Uh, about two portraits in a room about uh, a dead man and uh, his his wife but as as i mentioned that i normally get images or i normally get lines which uh, which more or less decide the language which i wish to write this piece so mm. the prayer one was an image and i could have written it in probably bengali as well but mm. this one 
like the line the poem ends that maybe he suffered maybe he was god now the corresponding bengali uh, uh, words for gods maybe bhagwan or ishwar or devta i found none of them very suitable to express the tone which i wanted to express here so mm. i felt that this should be written in english so that is more or less how i go about writing uh, deciding the language which i write okay portrait of the dead man is dry probably he suffered from anorexia or simply anemia his son doesn't care to look at it anymore fat dull and stormy like hollow bullets from the police the son waits for his father's pension the man's wife was the other portrait in the room since a century ago for sure when he was still selling armpits of mistaken glory of the working class the son was not even born then from the wooden frame the man despises his son his own romantic folly of wandering gypsies the string holding the man's portrait withers with the wall the man was dry maybe he suffered maybe he was god so uh, this is a rather disturbing poem you know it's kind of dark and uh, it uh, makes you look inward so were you going through a very rough time a difficult time uh, had you lost somebody at this uh, phase um no not not exactly like that it's it's uh, in poetry i think it becomes a bit difficult to explain or or look back and try to figure out like why uh, certain lines have been written uh, by any poet for that matter and uh, i think i normally write when i write my fictions those are very dark but i always wanted to have a different uh, different uh, voice in my poems as well but time and again that voice also comes in in in, in poetry so i think it is also about like looking as you said internally and trying to figure out like the different mistakes which we make at different points in time hmm. uh, so in that way it is uh, it's a bit disturbing and dark yes so what is the third poem you are going to recite for us uh, not as dark probably um <laughs> uh, so the third poem uh, is part of a series which i have written uh, very recently which is a series of 15 poems uh, called a brown sky and this poem doesn't have a title but this is numbered 4 and uh, the series is on a brown voyage i i had stayed in the united states for a while due to my work and stuff and i always find that in the popular culture and in mass media there are accepted binaries which are white and black but uh, what largely largely falls in the cracks of this spectrum this identity spectrum is the voice of the brown uh, which is unheard uh, that's what i feel and these 15 poems are actually forms of a protest but that protest doesn't only 
accuse the white or the black, but also accuses uh, us who always have a white dream. So poem number four is about that, that uh, it's about a white dream, which many of us uh, have internally. <clears throat> this is not a poem like the ones we read, arching our backs in romantic languor. Only if we know how warm the alphabets become in search of words. Anger, desolate, orphan words. But I will let you know still that there is music playing from a distance. An East Indian drum slowly getting louder, raising the chaos of the night. The idols all painted white, their faces of local heroines, breasts full like moon, breathlessly Hollywood. I squirm in my bed, forget the metaphors, the similes, allusions, images, weeps after weeps of remembering the dead. I look up at the deity, light melting down her chin, mixes with sweat of brown bodies, all who wish to trade, all who wait for a chance to rub off the upper layer of their screen. So it is a little strange that uh, you were just for a very short time in America and you felt the divide of the black and the white and the brown so strongly because so many Asians are still living there and seem to have struck a balance and uh, kind of got used to uh, the discrimination or even to fight the obstacle of the discrimination and uh, find a voice and be comfortable in that. Yes. So I think uh, it is more of a demand for an identity which has to be accepted. It is now being accepted in different parts of uh, the white world, if I may say that. But probably uh, much more is needed. So this is my, my observations which I had when I had to travel a number of times to different parts of Europe and to the US. And uh, also looking at how we, from the Indians or the Asians or the uh, subcontinent, people from the subcontinent, try always very hard to have us accepted by whatever way we may. So you write in Bengali too? Right. So before, uh, would you like to first recite a Bengali poem or would you first like to recite one more English poem and then get on to the Bengali? Uh, this is uh, the poem number 13 from The Brown Sky. And this is uh, the poem number 14 was more looking at us and our dreams of, or our white dreams. But poem number 13 is uh, looking at them because I feel that the, there is a there is a very strict binary which always happens in in the way the Western world operates. So it is mm -hmm. more of a, uh, if not scathing, but it's 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 a critical observation about their philosophy. Hmm. Your heroes seldom smile. I have never seen them cry ever. Living on codes and binary divisions, X or Y but not both. You equate identity with negation. So don't cry, O oh man, 
never ever shed your tears that is so weak so feminine on this side of life tears roll down our brown cheeks in the hills of americas the jungles of africa the valleys of indas men women children alike for centuries and generations because you have preferred to be stern and we do not you know uh, it's very strange that you call uh, the title the sky is brown because one thought that the sky was blue then came a film which said the sky is pink and now you say the sky is brown and uh, there are poets who say the sky is black and there are some writers who say the sky is orange so it's all about perception it's all about uh, uh, projection uh, do you think men and women write differently particularly as poets do you think it's easy to decipher the gender from the writing this is a very uh, i think uh, long lasting debate like whether you can make out the gender of of a writer from uh, the writing um i think uh, most of the time uh, like when i'm reading a bengali writing so for example or even an english writing uh, from the name itself of the writer i can make out like the gender of uh, of the writer so i i, I have a feeling that subconsciously it uh, it uh, impacts our vision and our expectation from the writing but say mm-hmm. for example if it's a blind essay or a blind poem in the sense that when we do uh, accept blind submissions for competitions and stuff then it becomes very difficult first of all we don't know like who the person is the gender of the mm-hmm. person and also at times like the previous writings do have an impact in the sense that okay he or she writes like this so that is the expectation which we have from the following writings so mm-hmm. i think if it is a blind submission say for example then apart from very uh, stark images or lines or 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 mention of words which are very gender specific i find i don't find it very easy to make out whether it's a male or a female writer hmm so before we end would you like to uh, recite a bengali poem for us yes this is written very recently it's called lukiye thaki mhm idarar bhitor theke utsharito aloye nomro lajja lege thake lukiye thaki राखी अवयर निभृत अंग रखा मंचर सम्मोहन थे अधिकारो सकल तबुओ तो क्यों क्यों दूरे मेखे ने शोक आधारे रांगे ने तक शुद्ध है परिश्रुत सामान्य अहंकार जान आलोर क्षय क्लानि से बुझी कख महान होते चे आधारे लुकिए रखे चोख मेने क्यों क्यों दूरते ही प्रलम्बित कारो कारो दर्पणे नत हुए घूमिए थे नोक वॉट come out at 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 large and uh, still wants to have some sort of an acceptance from the people around him 
who are probably not looking at him. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting and looking inward and also part autobiographical. Amitavo, thank you for sharing your time and your poetry with us. And we wish you all the best. Thank you. And I wish Kavya a lot of success because there are very few spaces for poetry, frankly, in any language. So it's a great effort. And I think this will keep the culture of poetry, which we need at all points in time, flying. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Castbox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.